Good Monday morning, and thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully you had a great weekend as we bust into another work week. The last couple of days to get your Valentine shopping done. If you're like many of us, you wait until Wednesday, see what's left in the shelves, and then uh, make that work, I guess. Busy start of the week, of course. We're going to debrief the Super Bowl coming up in just a second. A big OT win for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now the word dynasty is getting tossed around. We'll talk a little bit about that. The province and teachers back at the bargaining table for a couple of days. Lots of speculation as to what we're going to see here. We've talked about that a fair bit. We will later in the show as well. Also today on the show, so should we be banning cell phones from school classrooms? I'm going to be talking with the leader of a parents group from Quebec that have just made that move for the entire province of Quebec. It is kind of unofficially enforced in different schools in Saskatchewan, but there is nothing uniform to that. We'll open up the phone lines for your thoughts on that as well. And today, every Monday, 10 o'clock, the Roundtable of Justice. Today, we're featuring a daunting topic that plagues Saskatchewan more than anywhere else in Canada. We're going to talk to a couple of experts about what's being done in the area of domestic violence in our province coming up at 10. Coffee drinker, huh? Maybe we can grab some coffee? I'd love a fresh cup of coffee. Here, drink this coffee. Coffee, 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 coffee. Step into the Evan Bray Cafe. This is Monday Morning Coffee. Well, good morning to Rob Vanstone. Every Monday morning, I love the opportunity to sit down and have a coffee. And today, it's a coffee with a good old friend, Rob Vanstone from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I want to say leader post. Every time I see Rob Vanstone, I want to say that, but you're decked out in rider gear. And uh, I have very much appreciate you coming in today. Oh, a pleasure. I'm glad I'm on this segment and not the topic of the round table of justice. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that one is, it's always an interesting one, no matter what, because of course I have lots of background in that. So it's one that I can lean into a little bit. So there's no shortage of things to talk about. It'd be like you coming in talking about sports. You can always relate. You can always talk about no, it. No, it's, uh, I've just loved your show and I, I just love the insights you provide. It's been an absolute treat to have the opportunity to listen to you yeah, every day. So that's congratulations awesome. uh, on everything that's unfolded so far. Good stuff. Well, thanks so much for coming in. Uh, the Super Bowl, um, I, we just started chatting about it, and we were like, oh, we got to go on the air. Uh, what did you think? What's your take on on the Super Bowl last night and, of course, the Chiefs win? Well, I mean, some people have termed it a classic. I think the ending was, uh, I think, flirted with classic status. But um, for the most part, at least into the third quarter and into the fourth quarter, it was a pretty humdrum, humdrum game. It was close, but it wasn't necessarily that entertaining. And then it broke out toward the end of the fourth quarter and yeah. in overtime. But uh, um, I'm a Denver Bronco fan, so watching the Kansas City Chiefs win didn't uh, really <laughs> didn't be clicked my bucket. heels. I've Did. seen them defeat Denver so many times, but it's you have to appreciate what Patrick Mahomes is doing and For doing sure. it at such a uh, early juncture in his career you yeah. just wonder you know add 10 more years to that career how many championships is he going to have yeah you know as soon as they got within the strike zone there it, it to me i even said to, to my wife we're watching the game i said this is over first and yeah. goal mahomes flings it it's there hartman jackpot kansas city mahomes is just too good to you know be within that close of a striking distance to the end zone and not put it in there and he made it look so easy. And that's the thing. And you, you you can't give Kansas City any glimmer, any opportunity, because you know they're going to jump on it. I don't know about you, but when San Francisco missed that extra point, 
I, 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 I said that this is going to be how is big. that even I know I said this is this point can be a could be a game changer and as it turned out tie game going into OT would have forced them of course to have to score a touchdown instead of kick a field goal and everything that comes along with it but boy some good defense in that game though I thought it, it really Both was sides. especially yeah. when you consider the the weapons that both teams have right um now, Kansas City doesn't have the weapons, weaponry on offense that they once did. They've got Kelsey and they've got a decent running game and they've got Mahomes, which might be all you need as mm-hmm. we showed, as we saw yesterday, but they don't have that explosive receiver that's going to blow the top off a of defense. Uh, San Francisco, I think is a greater multitude of weapons, but they really weren't able to get on, un- untracked offensively. You know, Christian McCaffrey had a good game, but there was a, po- there was a portion of the third quarter where Kyle Shanahan seemed to forget that he had Christian McCaffrey on the team. And that's where San Francisco really got bogged down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if they could have manufactured anything at, at that point of the game, it wouldn't have come down to the end of the fourth quarter. But that to me is sort of the crucial juncture where San Francisco went just, they didn't really go into a shell. They were throwing the ball. They were trying to make right. things happen, but they kind of got, uh, as Kyle Shanahan teams will do, they got a little bit too cute. Yeah. And that, <laughs> yeah. that has burnt uh, Kyle Shanahan in three Super Bowls now where the team he's with which he's been associated has, has had a double-digit lead and not yeah. one. They, I mean, they threw in a couple of trick plays there. The the pass, the, the double pass for the uh, touchdown I thought was good. Uh, that was exciting. And, and I was texting with my son throughout the game uh, who was cheering for the 40, 49ers, and we both thought McCaffrey, if they win, he was going to be the MVP. Uh, but then just towards the end there, they just kind of lost a little bit of the the momentum that they needed. And, you know, you, you look at Mahomes, every time the camera was on that guy, he appeared to be unfazed. It, even in overtime, he's sitting on the sidelines, Purdy and the 49ers are driving down the field, and he's got a smile on his face. He just seemed to be kind of mentally in control. Yeah, it really is amazing how how he does it. And uh I mean this is someone who in his first year as a starter threw 50 touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. I mean this he's just so far ahead of the curve and he, he's at an age where I'm not sure he's even really hit his prime yet. Right. Um and and as I mentioned earlier, they've done it without having the Tyreek Hills and the kind of explosive weapons that they have. The one thing you have to do when you're stopping the Chiefs is, uh, or trying to stop the Chiefs aside from worrying about Mahomes, is to stop a 34-year-old tight end. That <laughs> shouldn't be especially daunting. Right. But they just keep doing they it do. and doing yeah. it and doing it, and so does Andy Reid. Yeah. Do you get caught up in any of the extra stuff? I mean, I know you're a diehard sports guy, but around the Super Bowl, there's so many extras. There's the halftime show. There's the commercials. There's the, well, there's the Taylor Swift uh, flashes that you get uh, on the screen. Do you get caught up in any of that stuff? I I mean, as one who tells stories for a living, I enjoy the storyline and uh, the Kelsey Taylor Swift one. I I just think it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a nice story. Right. People are so, I think, quick to jump on it and pick it apart and deride it. But, uh, I mean, honestly, it's it's a nice thing that's happening in the lives of two people. I don't know why everybody gets so bent out of shape uh, over it. I'm a jazz nut. I have, like, millions of jazz recordings. Yeah. One of the few exceptions on my phone is I have a Taylor Swift recording. Really? So for her to have in, to have kind of somehow found her way onto my iPhone tells me, uh, yeah, I, I really can't <laughs> object too strenuously because there's not room for non-jazz on my phone, and she's an exception. I was uh, listening to a conversation that was happening uh, last week about if Joe DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe were dating in 2024, would you not be seeing exactly the same thing we are in terms of, you know, camera flashing up to the box and showing Marilyn? I mean, I'm I'm assuming you would see all of that stuff. Oh, you would. Yeah. I mean, it was even in the 50s with the 
limited technology at the time, yeah. they were a huge deal. Yeah. Now, can, can you imagine? I mean, anything now, the exponential increase in, in profile yeah. compared to even even 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, honestly, you know, what? how much fun would people be having with Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Burton now? Yeah. I'm dating myself by saying that. <laughs> yeah, but but it's so true, Rob. It's so true. Rob Vanstone is my guest for Monday Morning Coffee this morning. You know, I always, I always am critical that we don't get all of the great uh, Super Bowl commercials. We get some of them, but some of them, of course, are, are cut out by the network and they play more local commercials. But honestly, this one, I saw it twice last night and I loved nice it. That's right. It's the real deal. 100% electric. It's the real deal. Yeah. Thank you. Of course, enjoy your coffee. Careful, it's hot. Okay, thanks. Your dog's so cute. Mm, yeah. Ooh, so adorable. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I love Christopher Walken. <laughs> I thought that PMW commercial was so good. Basically, everybody he encounters is doing an impression of him to him. Oh, classic. Yeah. The, the, one, the one that also we also saw was where Tom Brady, they're making fun of Tom Brady. Yes. Tom Brady was making fun of Tom Brady for having won too much. Yeah. I thought that was, was cool. Clever. Yeah, for sure. Lots of fun. Did, what do you think of the halftime show? Um, to the extent that I paid attention to it, it was okay. And that was an opportunity for me to catch up on a little bit of work. So I kind of looked to my left, yeah. uh, the, the dog, uh, was, uh, kind of angry at me that I was, uh, <laughs> not paying attention yeah. to her during the halftime show, but I thought it was fine. I mean, it's, uh, as like I said, I'm, it's not my musical genre, but, uh, I thought it was well done. I, it was a sign that I'm really old when they, uh, they started, there were a number of special guests yeah. and, and I had to go on Twitter afterwards. Okay. That's who that was. And that's who that was. <laughs> they had all these people I, and they were famous and I didn't yeah. know who they were until well, I identified them. Uh, I have to admit, I, I was pumped. I mean, I like Alicia Keys. So when she came out there, I thought that was awesome. I also really like Ludacris. So the second he came out with that big Afro, I thought, I thought that was good too. So, but you know, I mean, it wasn't the most dynamic, you know, there was a couple of little gimmicky things in there, but. Yeah, not the best, not the worst, but I mean, Green Day was better. Yeah, uh, yeah, so I like Aerosmith for the CFL when Aerosmith was on back in the early '90s. I thought that was a great halftime show. So, but sometimes it's you know it's all about getting older. Yeah, right? and it's, and it's, it's <laughs> such a subjective thing. I mean, one of the, one of the things with a halftime show, you're never going to please everybody. You could have the the number one act in the world and. And somebody is going to pick it apart because, you know, music is so subjective. And yeah. I guess I'm an example of that. The, you know, people still talk about Michael Jackson and his halftime of show course. As, the, as the one that was sort of the, the quintessential the, the halftime the show. pinnacle. Yeah. Yeah. Rob Vanstone is my guest for Monday Morning Coffee. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk a bit about the writers, of course. I want to chat about your book and uh, talk about your pup a little bit, too, when Aww. we come back. You're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Boy Frank bringing in memories of last night's halftime show. Usher and guests performed at the Super Bowl. And of course, the Kansas City Chiefs came out victorious. We're talking a little bit of sports, a little bit of just life in general with my Monday morning coffee guest, Rob Vanstone. You mentioned your your pup, a Candy, right? Candy. Your dog's name? Yeah. yeah. How old's Candy? Candy is roughly four. four. Uh, yeah. She's a Humane Society rescue. Yeah. And so we didn't exactly know when we got her on. April 21st of 2021, uh, how old she was. So they kind of guesstimated a year. Yeah. I just love that dog. I know you do. Anybody that follows you on social media or anywhere, and you know how important your wife is to you and your dog is to you. 
And yeah. I, that comes through. It's quite evident. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really lucky to have, have my two girls. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I treasure them every minute. That's so awesome. So I, I read your piece here recently on your uh, chat with Jim Hobson. Uh, I also had the benefit of having a chat with Jim here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, boy, there's a guy who's in a fight and is, to me, inspirational in how he's handling it. It really is amazing, Evan. Yeah. And I thought the same thing while listening to your segment and how emotional yeah. that was. Oh. And uh, I... When I talked to Jim last week, it was I was full of admiration and 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 I think to a degree incredulity because there's no way I could do what Jim is doing mm-hmm. right now. It's mm-hmm. just uh, uh, you know, but his his mantra is "Why not me?" Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, uh, it's just you know, the the grace and the the just the the humility and just everything that we've always known about Jim is just being confirmed. Yeah, you know, many times over as as. He very publicly, you know, faces this struggle. And, you know, who among us, how many among us could, could handle it in that fashion? Yeah. You know, he just, he's using it as an opportunity to, to reach out to others. And, right. You know, not only are so many people reaching out to him, but, you know, there's so many people I know who have just gotten text messages yeah. or emails out of the blue from Jim. Yeah. And no, it's, it's so nice to be so able to have good. this time with him. We have two minutes and two topics. Uh-oh. First, I want to talk about uh, the one hour of CFL free agency that you participated in. You talked about that. In 30 seconds, just give us your feeling of this rider team heading into this season. Yeah, I was a fly on the wall for the free agency. I'm glad nobody had a swatter. <laughs> um I think you know everything we've seen so far. It's yeah. it's it's looking really promising. Uh, there's a you know it's so important this this free agency now to the team building yeah. uh, with all the one year contracts and everything. Free agency is a it plays a huge role in yeah. how your team is going to evolve. So February is 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 in many ways as crucial as June, July, or August, and it it looks it looks like it's going to be a pretty good haul here. So uh, you and I had a chat uh, just before Christmas, and we talked about your new book, Brave Face, Wild Tales of Hockey Goaltenders in the Era Before Masks. And I know it found its way into many stockings this Christmas. How have sales been going to that book? Uh, I'm not sure. Hopefully, hopefully well. I've, I've had really good response on yeah. it. A lot of people have told me that they bought it. So yeah. uh, I'm pleased with that. I don't really know the figures, but... Uh, uh, when, when you're an author, it's sort of out of your control once it's out there. So yeah, it's been, a, it's been an absolute honor to be able to do this and triumph books. The publisher has been amazing. I've just, I never thought I'd have a chance to write about that and, and, and to have that opportunity. For people that haven't read it or, or know about it yet, in, in a nutshell, the book is about goalie masks. Yeah. The era uh, in which goalies didn't wear masks right. and the evolution into the masks and, and sort of a bit of the present day as well. And, and yeah. what some of the current players think about the fact that you know, 50 years ago, there were still maskless goalies. It really is amazing. And, uh, I still can't really digest it. It's been 53 years since I first saw a maskless goalie and I still can't figure out how on earth or why they did it. <laughs> Brave face is the name of the book. Uh, Rob Vanstone is the author and he's been my guest this morning on Monday morning coffee. Rob, thanks so much for popping by today. Oh, it's a great pleasure to be with you, Evan. Thank you so much. Coming up in a sec, we're going to give you a chance to weigh in on the discussion, whether or not cell phones should be allowed in schools during class time conversation with a parent leader that has been part of banning them in Quebec. And then we'll give you a chance to give your thoughts right here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.